Hey, thank you for joining uh, us for episode five of Head Start, a weekly podcast to help Liberty Life Group leaders prepare for the upcoming Sunday. Um, so really excited to be, this is session number five, really cool. Um, but before we get started in that, we got to talk about something that's really important. And you know, food is always important. Uh, I need to hear from you guys. If you get to choose your favorite meal, I, I, not just part of it, but the whole meal, like the main course, the, the sides, and most importantly, maybe even the dessert. Let's hear what you're going to yep. choose. We'll start with Kyle. Oh, um, mine is going to be quite simple, um, I think, um, but just a, just a, a good hamburger that oh. has um, been grilled on a charcoal grill because okay. I want that flavor. Yes. Um, your standard sides with grilling out and then as far as dessert wait 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 we, like we can't we, we can't we can't uh, rush past this hamburger is there gonna be yeah, bacon standards kind of like common sense yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> <lost>. yeah <laughs> is there bacon on this thing well, sh- well if you can add bacon to it uh, okay add, bacon makes well, yeah, yeah. charcoals with lighter fluid or a chimney oh chimney of oh, course well yeah whatever you got to do that's <laughs> It's just charcoal <laughs> just gives it that flavor. Yeah. Um, I, I may use lighter fluid. Um, oh, no. That's all right. It gives it a little more flavor. Um, chemicals. Far, that's right. Give me the <laughs> chemicals. Um, yeah, as, as far as dessert, I'm going uh, a hot brownie with bluebell homemade mm, vanilla ice come cream. Come A uh, little drizzle of chocolate on there. Oof. That's that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's simple winning. and good. So winning right there. That's good. So I have two um, because if I'm going out to eat at a place that has Whoa. quality shrimp and grits, oh. then that's what I'm. That's okay. what I'm ordering. I got you. Uh, however, if I'm eating at home, uh, then we're gonna do uh, grilled um, steak. I mean, you know, yes. mm. is great. Yes. because you know affordability. Sure. Uh, we're gonna have some onion roasted potatoes uh, that go in the oven with that. Yes. And then uh, probably asparagus or salad because I have a guilty conscience and <laughs> you need to eat something <laughs> green. Yeah. Uh, and for dessert, I'm probably I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a page out of Kyle's playbook here. Probably going to go with um, warm apple pie or something Ooh, like it oh. with uh, ice, ice cream, cream on ice top cream. of it. Yes, yeah, yeah. please. Vanilla? Yep. It's good. Yeah, I think that's what goes with apple pie the yeah, best. It has so, to be. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, Tim. Good stuff. Mine's easy. It is um, steak, baked potato, and salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably my favorite cut is ribeye because of the flavor. I like sure. marinade. Okay. So uh, just steak, baked potato, and salad. And uh, normally, if I'm in South Alabama, home with dad and mom for any length of time, we're going to have steak, baked potato, and salad. Desserts uh, have a trifecta going on. Uh, Chocolate pie, lemon icebox pie, and homemade pound cake. That could have cut up strawberries and whipped cream on it. So uh, there have been meals to where I had all three, all three. desserts. Oh, yeah. Oh, after after wow. steak, baked potato, and salad. So that's my all-time favorite. <laughs> Nothing else really compares. Um, like and the if the doctor the ever park. tells me yeah. to stay away from red meat, I'm in trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I, I could so easily go with the steak, baked potato, mm-hmm. and salad. I mean, that really is a, a really good go-to because so I can be different. Uh, I'll go with lasagna. 
Tanya makes this lasagna that is absolutely amazing. It takes forever, uh, but she makes a really good lasagna and salad. Uh, and of course, you, you, you have to go with a warm brownie. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Uh, and not two, but we'll go with three scoops of vanilla ice cream. Three oh, scoops. Yeah. Yeah. It's more oh, yeah. his normal amount of scoops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like we're going extra. Hey, so. if, if you haven't tried Blue Bell's Java Jolt, new oh, flavor that's not. out, you wow. need to try that. That that may be becoming my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not afraid of trying to new find, ice cream. But when you find it, you better, you better Java try it. Java Jolt. Okay. Just not before bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, that's awesome. Really uh, important information, and we need to be informed on these things. There's no doubt. Okay. Before we get into the introduction of the new sermon series that will begin soon, uh, um, let's. We got a couple things I want to touch on really quick. Uh, one, uh, in January, Pastor Tim uh, challenged us as a congregation with this three and twenty-three challenge. Uh, to share the gospel three times in 23, uh, once in your life group, once with your family, once with someone in our community who is who we believe to not be a, a Christ follower. So my challenge and my, my question to you as a life group leader is, uh, have you, life group leader, have you shared the gospel through your story in your life group? One. Secondly, uh, are, are you leading by example with your group by sharing the gospel through your story in your family? And then finally, are you leading by example by sharing the gospel through your story with someone in our community? Uh, be sure to ask these questions, uh, to ask these, keep this in front of your group uh, and record that information. Um, and I know it may seem um, kind of um, over the top, actually recording, but the why we do that, the why behind that what, is we want to keep it in front of our people. What, right. If we don't keep it in front of them, they're going to forget about it, and they're not going to do it. Uh, so let's. The, the challenge is for me and for all of us at this table, as well as for you, life group leader, to lead by example in this way. So, so please, please do that. Uh, and then next, uh, uh, Pastor Tim's going to share a couple things before we get into the sermon series overview. Uh, yes, thank you, Matt. Uh, let me just piggyback on what you just said about 3 and 23. Uh, encourage uh, your class as well as live by example. Uh, when you do three gospel conversations in 23, that's not the end. That's just the low-hanging fruit, the minimum. So you can share the gospel through your story more than once in life group that changes through the year. Uh, more than once with your family and certainly more than once in the community. So just encourage you uh, to understand one of the best ways that we live to bring God glory is by speaking the gospel and letting that truth be known. And so nothing uh, glorifies our Father more than seeing lost and condemned sinners being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, His precious Son. So let's continue to make that a priority. Thank you for the work you've been doing, and uh, and God is moving, and we're praying that we'll be able to celebrate uh, much spiritual fruit in the days ahead. Yeah. Uh, coming up in July, not only do we have a new sermon series we'll introduce in just a moment, 
But uh, I, as your senior pastor, am going to take advantage of an opportunity our church family gives us on ministerial staff uh, by taking a sabbatical. And so I want to say thank you to a generous church and a church that believes in investing into your ministerial staff uh, for allowing us to have a policy for sabbatical leave. And our policy starts at 15 years of consecutive service at Liberty Baptist. And so this will actually be my second sabbatical. And uh, it is going to cover the month of July. So from July 1 to the last day, I will be out of the office. I will be not preaching at Liberty. And I'm going to take some intentional time just to push back and decompress and rest. And so part of sabbaticals are to allow time to get out of the daily routine of ministry and be able just to push back and receive rest. And that's physical rest, emotional rest, and spiritual rest. Um, one of the joys this year is, is this is the 25-year marker for my ministry at Liberty. So uh, pray not only that I get rest that, that I need and desire, but also that through reflecting, looking back over 25 years of ministry, that I can be refreshed and refueled for a vision moving forward. So if you'll pray for that rest to be real, for that reflection to refuel and refresh a vision moving forward, I would appreciate that. And let me just encourage you, uh, we have a full staff on board. Our staff will be working hard through the summer. Uh, ministry will not miss a beat, and the preaching ministry, as you well know, is not going to miss a beat um, as we move forward to this new series. So between Kyle and Brian and a couple of other members that are all-star preachers, uh, you're going to be well-blessed. One of them will be Daryl Wood, and the other will be Rick Camp. And uh, Daryl is a retired preacher that is not really retired. He's just <laughs> yeah. doing a lot of interim work and transition ministry for churches. And Rick Camp is our associational mission strategist, uh, who is also a member here. So uh, July is going to be packed with power in the pulpit and exciting topics of some of our heroes of the faith that we can learn from, be inspired by. So looking forward to the month. I'll be praying for you. And uh, I covet your prayers and just know that uh, this is not a time just for extended vacation, but it's a time to be intentional, to get rest and reflect and be refreshed for moving forward. That's good. Okay. Thank you for sharing that and keeping us up to date there. Uh, so on July the 2nd, we're going to begin a new sermon series titled Heroes. Uh, we'll walk through a few of the heroes of the faith. And so I've asked Kyle and, and Brian to share just sort of an overview of that sermon series as we move into that soon. Yeah, so on the 2nd, we'll begin this, this new series, as Matt said, called uh, Heroes. And I'm really excited about this series. We actually did this last year, if you remember. And uh, we've got a whole new collection of heroes that we're going to be um, kind of 
looking at their lives and learning lessons from, um, we live in a world that, that loves heroes, uh, all the superhero movies and that are out. And, and so, uh, there's just this yearning, I think for greatness, um, that, that is in the, the human heart, uh, yearning for rescue and rescuers. Um, and, and so, you know, when it comes to, uh, our, the people in our life groups, um, you know, student ministry, life group leaders, this is a great place to connect with those students. But really across the board, um, uh, people love uh, hero stories. Now, throughout the scriptures, uh, we're told to look back to many of the men and women in, uh, in our faith. So I think of Romans 15 or 1 Corinthians uh, 10, where Paul is saying, hey, the things that have been written beforehand have been written for you as examples, That's right. That's right. Um, as encouragement. Um, and so uh, there really is precedent within the uh, precedents within the, the scriptures to look back to some of these men and women of faith. Um, so one of the neat things about uh, this series is that we look at people in the scriptures, but we also look at people uh, that have come after the scriptures were completed and, and some of these faithful men and women from church history. So uh, last year we looked at, at Abel and, and at Esther. We also looked at people like Lottie Moon and Jim Elliott. This year, um, when it comes to those that are within the scriptures, within the uh, the writings of, of our Bible, we uh, we look at uh, people like Noah or Elijah or Mary. Uh, we're going to look at uh, John the Baptist as well. And so just you think of, of Noah um, being a faithful man in the midst of an entire world that was that had gone haywire. I mean, a, a man being faithful and steadfast um, uh, when everyone else was not. And, and so just uh, what does faithfulness look like? And then, then Elijah, you know, th- having this kind of a Joshua moment where, hey, if Yahweh is God, follow him. If, if Baal is uh, God, follow him. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a moment of testing who's really God. Uh, and so uh, just a, a man full of, of God's power. We transition from Elijah to Mary. And uh, the simple faithfulness of this peasant girl who is put smack dab in the middle of God's plan of salvation to bear the son of God um, and contrasting her faithfulness with a Zachariah who doesn't believe God's word. And here is, he's the, the high priest who should be uh, believing God's word, who should know uh, better than this. Yet here's Mary that, that is not. Uh, mm. She's just this peasant girl. And, and she just is saying, you know, behold, I'm, I'm the servant of, of Yahweh. You know, and what a, what a testimony uh, to her faithfulness. And and then John the Baptist, um, you know, pointing to Jesus, saying, uh, he must increase, I must decrease. Mm-hmm. And really, that gets to the heart of why we're doing a series kind of like this, because um, we use the term heroes, but when it comes to being disciples, we use a different word here at Liberty often, uh, guides. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Each of these people functions as a guide to those of us who have come afterwards to say, hey, imitate me as I imitate the Lord. Yeah. And, and so we don't come out of this series uh, wanting, to, wanting our people to say, hey, I want to be just like Noah because Noah had his faults. 
You know, Mary had her faults. Elijah did. Um, John the Baptist did. Um, but we want to imitate them as they imitated the Lord yes. uh, because that's what we're then turning around to other people uh, and, and saying, hey, I want you to be able to imitate me as I imitate the Lord. So, um, so really that whole idea of being a guide who shows the way comes out really clearly in a series like this. Very clearly the messenger who went boldly as well. Me too, yep. Boldly, n- not perfectly. Mm-mm. And sometimes I feel like we get paralyzed by I can't be a messenger because what if they ask a question, somebody asks a question I don't mm-hmm. have an answer for. So we get paralyzed. So then our boldness goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at these guys. They were not perfect. Mm-mm. They had issues, it, just like me and you. They didn't have all the <laughs> so, answers either. No, they you didn't. Yes. Think of Mary. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The Lord just said. Yeah. But so. good. That's one of the powerful things about Scripture. It, it pulls back the curtain and just mm-hmm. reveals to us these are ordinary people yep. uh, just like us that uh, stepped up with a courageous faith many times, yeah. but they struggled in the midst of of being that messenger going boldly and that God showing the way. They yeah. they were confused at times. They were afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they struggled. Uh, but in spite of that, yeah. uh, they still go down in history as a hero yeah. and yeah. Um, are a good model example as to how to imitate Christ, how to follow Christ, as, as we look into their life example. Yeah. yeah, and so those are, you know, that applies to those that are within the, the account of Scripture. We also have a couple others that, that are beyond Scripture and more contemporary to our, our times. Yep, and so the two of those that we'll look at this year are Hudson Taylor and Elizabeth Elliott. And just before I say anything about either of the two of them, uh, you know, there, there can be a little bit of a concern, right? Like, wait a second, so do you mean we're going to preach from somebody's life mm. and not from the Bible on a given sure. Sunday? And uh, no, the way that we do this is we take a passage that we think either represents the life of this person mm-hmm. or maybe even one that was uh, particularly special to them, uh, and we preach from that passage as we weave their story into it. Uh, to see how we can imitate their example. So as I said, the first one that we will look at is Hudson Taylor. Uh, And Hudson was a missionary. He actually um, ran from his faith as a child. So Mm. he was born to two believing parents. Uh, But in what we would call student ministry, uh, at the age of 16, he surrendered uh, both back to Jesus and to a call to become a missionary in China. Um, All told, Hudson Taylor spent 54 years uh, in China as a missionary, the society that he began there, which has uh, become famous even outside of Christianity, was responsible for bringing, uh, quick stats, uh, over 800 missionaries to the country who started 125 schools and directly resulted in 20,000-plus uh, Christian conversions. Wow. Um, so just an amazing yeah. man. Listen to this quote that Hudson Taylor spoke. He said, if I had 1,000 pounds, you know, he's European, so the financial... Uh, measurement there. If I had a thousand pounds, China should have it. If I had a thousand lives, China should have them. And then he steps in and he corrects himself. He says, no, not China, but Christ. Yeah, that's good. Can we do too much for him? Can we do enough for such a precious Savior? So we'll look at his life and Mm -hmm. we'll weave that into the passage 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 5 through 15. A couple of just highlight points from that. Uh, Apostle Paul talks about how we're not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus as Lord. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example of an individual who gladly spent his mm-hmm. life to see others know Jesus. 
uh, this is the passage from which we get, uh, you know, the clay jars. Like, that's what we are as Christians. Mm-hmm. We're clay jars. If you're like me, you grew up listening to the band Jars of Clay. Yes. Uh, you may remember them and that uh, analogy there. And Paul says we're carrying around the death of Jesus in those jars. And so there's this theme of suffering and um, the pain that we go through in this life. And Hudson certainly experienced that. Um, last year, as we mentioned, we covered Jim Elliott. This year, we're going to cover Jim's wife, Elizabeth Elliott. So that's going to be a really cool opportunity for us as well. Uh, In reverse order here, the passage that we're going to use, 1 Peter 4, 12 through 19, verse 12 begins with that that challenge. Hey, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you. Hmm. Right. Um, As believers, we have no right to think that we will not Hmm. suffer. And we yeah. will not struggle in this life. Uh, Elizabeth certainly suffered and struggled in this life. Uh, sh- you may not know that she was married three times. Uh, Jim died three years after their wedding. Uh, so very shortly, they had one child in that time. Her second husband died four years after their wedding. Wow. Uh, so she lost two spouses before she met and married Lars Gren in 1977, who she lived with until her own death uh, just, just recently in 2015. Um, what made Elizabeth perhaps uh, famous and, and recognizable is that after um, the tribe of um, people in Ecuador murdered her husband, Jim, um, she returned to them and mm-hmm. spent a couple years as a missionary to those mm-hmm. same people, sharing the gospel with them and picking up the work where uh, her husband left off. And, and that was a fruitful work, saw many conversions. Uh, but just some other fun things about her. She also, uh, you know, I, I love this, is, you know, she studied Greek at Wheaton mm-hmm. College. Um, she felt called to translate the New Testament into an unknown language. Hmm. And so she wanted to uh, study the the New Testament language and be prepared to do that work. And actually, uh, many of you are familiar with the New International Version of the Bible. Hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Elliott was one of the stylistic consultants on the NIV, and she got to work on that team. Um, So really, really incredible stories that we'll look at and certainly some powerful passages from Scripture, too. Yeah, that's good. good. Well, um, leaders, you may recognize that uh, in this podcast, we've not focused on one passage of Scripture, but more of an overview. Uh, on July the 2nd, uh, we will not have life groups on that Sunday, student ministry or adult life groups. We will have um, service one hour. Uh, that service will be at 10 a.m. in both the worship center and in the East Venue. We will have preschool and kids ministry open during that one hour. So that's the reason why we're not focusing on the July 2nd lesson in Genesis, which we'll be preaching on Noah, uh, but we just wanted to give an overview. Next week we'll come in and give very specific things about Elijah and 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh, so just, just the why behind the what of this being a little bit different. Uh, so just know that. Uh, Kyle's going to wrap us up with just some information about Big Kaboom. Yeah, so um, Saturday, July 1st, uh, we have Big Kaboom in our community. And uh, as you know, this is the biggest community event of the year. And so um, we have a great opportunity to engage our community. Uh, Liberty is partnering with uh, New Life Church and with Double Oak Community Church. We are helping to put on the family zone uh, that will be in the dead center of um uh, the all the festivities going on that day. And so uh, we've got inflatables, we've got face painting, we've got all sorts of different games, uh, we've got a photo.
photo booth, um, just a lot of really good things. We'll also have a promotional tent over with all the vendors where we will be uh, engaging our community, passing out some, some gifts and just inviting people to come to Liberty, maybe even getting the chance to share the gospel. That, that happened last year at Big yes. Kaboom. And, and so really great opportunities to engage uh, our community. Um, but that requires uh, Liberty to be there. And that means uh, you and your life group members, if at all possible, um, we have right now uh, just over 20 people that are signed up. Uh, I need about 15 or 20 more, and, and that would be very, very helpful, uh, whether it's setting up or tearing down or being there during the time. Uh, Big Kaboom runs from 6 to 9. Uh, we will have a promo tent up uh, that entire time, so we'll have different uh, segments of time that you can serve there, or we will be in charge of the family zone from 6.30 to 7.30. And so that hour is when I need the most help. And so if any of you or any of your life group members are able to be a part of that, you can sign up online. Uh, just go to our website, uh, go to events, and on there you'll see, on the on the list of events, you'll see Big Kaboom. They can sign up through there, and uh, or you can just get in touch with me if you need to do that. But Either one of those ways, we, we need some people to uh, to serve, and, and it would be much appreciated. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for your time. And leaders, thank you for listening uh, uh, to this episode of Head Start as we hope to prepare you uh, to better guide a conversation in your life group. So thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time.